I look at her, she looks like she's 19 years old, sitting there like a little lady in a race car. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically, that's wrong. The answer is not to defund the police, it's to fund the police. Fund them. Fund them. I've never okay. once held. I'd love to do stand up as just like a mm-hmm. get better at this even type yeah. of thing. Um, I've often thought of what I would open up with in a stand up show. And what would that be? I think it's one of two things, right? I would either open up with. Okay. And just like, okay. let, like that would be it. And yeah. then I just kind of ran about politics, right? Mm-hmm. Or I would open up with. All right, folks, and before I say this, you know, this includes me, but I just think every man who has ever entered nubile into a search bar should go to jail. (laughs) (laughs) Nubile. (laughs) Like, that's such a horny word. Yeah, that is a very horny word. If you've ever used that word in a search bar, (laughs) you're too horny. Get out. You need to be removed from... I'm yeah. not even carceral person. Mm. This is an anti-carceral podcast. But yeah. anyone who's entered Nubile into a search bar <laughs> should just be sent Gulagged. to jail. <laughs> Gulagged immediately. immediately. <laughs> what an opener. Um, <laughs> yeah, welcome back to Inside Agitator. I noticed halfway through that bit that we were recording. Otherwise, I might have shelved it. But uh, <laughs> we're glad to be back, ladies and gentlemen. We are hanging out tonight... Um, this is an off night for me. I uh, I have to go like work ten hour shifts for like three weeks. So like we're just pretty drunk on Coors Banquet, and we mm. finished a bottle of Tito's. Oh, so this is just a drunk episode, um, and getting out something before I disappear for a while. Um, so we're recording um, updates for the for the folks. Updates: the the new studio is done. Finally, finally, after thank you to a, Vladimir Putin. Thank you so much, <laughs> Vladdy. You have made this uh, possible with all your efforts and money and and all that stuff. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, you rock, dude. Yeah, all we had to do was push that propaganda line about Nazis in Ukraine. Exactly, and Fucking then boom, a, new studio, a million dollars. Yeah, a like, million to our pay, no, to our PayPal. It was, it was actually it was one million to the PayPal, and then three million. <laughs> To the offshore accounts of the Bahamas. Yes, exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, shout out to you, Vladdy, man. You rock, dog. Um, but what else is... Uh, so? Oh, also, we're going to do um, the interview with Dante Wright's brother. It's just three adult men who are very busy and under the boot of the empire trying to line up their schedules, yeah. um, which is becoming not, not increasingly the difficult. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not the easiest thing to do, but we're, it's, it's coming. Literally every time two of us have been able to record, one hasn't. Mm-hmm. And there's been a couple times where we're like, all right, fuck it, we'll just run it with, with two of us. But like, I feel like that's going to just, like, we actually want the full conversation. And like, it's worth, you know, nothing. And, and this is the sad part with what's going on with their issue right now. Nothing's pressing. Yeah. Things have hit such a halt over there with the activism they've been doing that it's like, yeah, you know, he's just like working and busy, just like we are, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, sorry, that's the Coors Banquet, folks. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Cheers. Uh, Cheers, motherfucker. Cheers. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, so that episode will be coming out eventually. 
Um, where we leave things off on this podcast? Where where are we where are we at last? The last thing we said is that we need to give guns to trans people because trans people are going to be hunted and uh, that oh, well, they, that that actually came true well, within within three weeks um, of us saying that. <laughs> I don't even. I, yeah, I don't want to harangue on the the shooting too much because a lot of things have already been said. Luckily, it's gotten the attention that it deserves. So, like, I don't think we're gonna contribute a whole lot to that discussion, especially as just yeah. like cis dudes. But but. It, all things being said, more than that, now everyone should get buy guns for trans people. Like yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure, buy guns for trans people. Um, it's scary, right? It's just like, cause I think what's scary about it to me, cause right, we, mass shootings, we've been coping with that for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's nothing new in this country. Yeah, right wing violence. Something. It was new at one point. It's not new anymore. Yeah, no, it's, um, it just happens. It had returned at one point. Somehow, Palpatine has returned. It had come back, but now it's like it's now part of the fabric. Um, not that it ever really stopped. Not that violence against minorities ever really stopped. But all of a sudden, you know, you had the tiki torches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, Charlottesville happened. Came yeah. back. Yeah, and uh, I think what's concerning about this is that nobody is like ashamed in the right wing mm. like i watched tuck like all my youtube i've said this multiple times in this podcast i watch tucker yeah this is a i i like my role on this podcast half of the time is just to report on what the fuck tucker carlson saying yeah what the fuck tucker carlson spinning and what ben shapiro spinning what all the right wing propagandists are spinning tim pool is that and tucker actually had a woman on from mm. What was it called? Gays against groomers? <laughs> something, something yeah. crazy like that. Gays against but, groomers. But essentially, they were saying they were like, "Yeah, this thing will continue to happen if there is not any more like legis- or is- if there's not legislation against like this child uh, gender affirming practice or whatever." Yeah. Right? If and we continue to affirm trans children, the shoot the shootings won't stop until we stop affirming trans children. Yeah, essentially, that's yeah. been the message. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and then you have all these propagandists being like, it's so abusive how the left is trying to use this tragedy to make us the villain. And they're all acting like they're not thrilled about it. Yeah. But what they, they keep showing their masks because then the shooter – and this is, this is really frustrating. The shooter then claims that he's non-binary. What? He actually said that? Do you not know this? No, I didn't I yeah, know this. What? He did that. His lawyers are claiming that he's non-binary. And now every right So yeah, like I'll let you What is that what does that fucking do for the, like what legally or any like so legally, why would that even le- make sense like why would, or legally it does nothing. I'm proud to report I have a new lawyer girlfriend and she's informed <laughs> me that <laughs> Okay. She's okay. informed me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's informed me that legally it does not shit. Because, uh-huh. uh, 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 like, let's say, like, a black person can hate crime a black person. Yes. If it's racially motivated and proven to be in court. Mm-hmm. So, like, you being non binary wouldn't save you in court from doing a hate crime at an LGBTQ. Party. Yeah, exactly. It's not yeah, like yeah. a get out of jail free card. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. What it does is the shooter's in jail laughing his ass off. <laughs> gotcha like he's the fucking riddler or the joker but he's a fucking loser and what he's and everyone obviously is seeing through it except the mainstream media 
which just goes on and reports the lawyer's claim because obviously that's going to get a shitload of clicks. And that's the thing. It's like that capitalist incentive. It isn't even an ideological incentive. I don't think the media at writ large, obviously huge swaths of it are, Mm. is even ideologically opposed to trans people. Mm. Like I look at the New York Times. Not to get too off track here because we should just get back to the base story. Mm. But I look at the New York Times. The New York Times has laid down so much groundwork for just people being pissed at trans people under the guise of, oh, we're just asking questions. Yeah. We're just we, reporting on the questions yeah, being asked. We're just, we just have journalistic integrity. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. No, well, no, they don't even pretend yeah. to have fucking that. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's literally just like, and, and here's the thing, it's not even like we're asking questions. It's like, well, questions are being asked. They literally do the Trump thing of like, well, well they they saying, said it, and I'm I'm just yeah, saying that they said saying, it. Like, I'm just uh, saying people are saying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying Mexicans are rapists, but people are saying this. People are saying this. It's, it's the it, Trump thing. Yeah. It's where you just like, oh, well, people are saying, and so they've been doing. Well, people are saying this about trans, and they've been doing because mm. that sells whatever whatever the financial incentive is there. There is one because mm. it draws attention. People feel threatened by trans people and i actually Mm. think we did a good job covering that on the last episode why it threatens Mm. those boxes in their heads yeah and Mm. when you look at the ruling class if you just allow people to start defining who they are and living true to themselves that's a fucking dangerous thing Mm -hmm. you know yeah they've killed people for doing that yeah and 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 for doing less and so you look at it and 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 it, it could shake up the whole system if you have people that are able to tell their loved ones, I'm a different gender. Well, you have people that are able to tell their loved ones, I don't want to go be a corporate trying to use a, a, a word, shill, a corporate, yeah, a corporate shill. shill. There yeah. you go. Thank you. Yeah. A corporate shill. Yeah. 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 Okay. Almost had a not woke moment. Yeah. TM. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said that. Um, a corporate shill. Um, and. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I can only imagine. But. You know, here's an example. Here's an example of of, of when. Well, you know what? We'll leave that example for another time. It's a okay. slightly incriminating example. Okay. Yeah. 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 Let's fucking. Yeah, we'll cut. I've this. been advised I'm not the- <laughs> to share this example by the smart voice in my head yeah. that keeps me good. Good. Very barely out of prison. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, listen uh, to him. Listen um, to him. <laughs> uh, so, but anyway, I, I guess what's what's most, con- to get back to what we were talking about, what's most concerning about this, the, the, the right-wing response to this mm-hmm. is that in, in years prior, there seemed to at least be like a layer of pretending we were outraged by mesh, like these kind of things happening. Yeah. Right-wing violence. One six felt like a turning point where like a lot of mainstream figures got to support it. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of us took took solace in the fact that in the months after one six, a lot of institutional kind of real authorities, news wise, like Fox News is the best example. Yeah. That had to then kind of go with the official narrative that one six was a disgusting attack on democracy. And they kinda had because you're not going to stay a legitimized institution if you go against it. Yeah. And so they kind of a lot of the institutions kind of went with the, the 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 official narrative, which is which as far as the election goes, you know, it's and so what you see now is 
Fox News outlets that normally toe the line. Mm-hmm. And the line meaning the, the agreement between ruling class liberals and ruling class Republicans that here's about where we're keeping society. Yeah. They're not towing that line anymore. They're not pretending to be outraged. The closest we got to right-wingers pretending to be outraged about this was them trying to call it a tragedy and act like it would be insane for anyone to make it political. Mm-hmm. That was the only time they even pretended to give half of a fuck. Yeah. The second this guy said, I should be referred to as they, them, the second his lawyers came out and said that, fucking the floodgates opened. They're all putting out crying emojis, tweets. Ah, ha, 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 ha. You try to put this on us, but really he's one of yours. Ah, yeah. And it just became... This is a joke to this. This is not something serious. Yeah. People on the left are mourning the loss of lives. And this to you is a fuck. It's a fucking joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think the response is best shown. And maybe you haven't seen if you haven't heard about what else I said. Maybe you haven't seen this. Have you heard about the shooter's father yet? Yeah, I saw the the random clips. I actually saw that he was a part of an A&E intervention show mm-hmm. where he was addicted to meth and masturbating 26 times a day. So let's pause there for a second. Okay, all right. Yeah. There's a famous screenshot from intervention. Yeah. Aaron smoked meth and m- masturbated for 12 hours a day. <laughs> it's been an entertaining thing that almost everyone in this country has laughed about. <laughs> Imagine if we were a country where meth addicts like him got help Instead of mocked on national TV. Yeah, exactly. Maybe his son wouldn't become a mass shooter. But do you see the rot like is so deep. We're so deep into the rot that like Mm. this is a consequence of of a TLC intervention show. Yes. Directly. (laughs) Directly a consequence of our shittiness. Not even just our tendencies for fascism and our narratives against gay people. But our inability to see addicts as human beings yeah. and to use them for entertainment, that directly led to this massacre. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you make, I'm going to go piss. You talk to the yeah, audience. Yeah, no, you, you make, he makes a great point there. And the, the, the official screenshot of the, the TV show said, after injecting meth, Aaron masturbates for 10 to 12 hours a day. Quite insane. Quite insane for our man Aaron. And some of those clips, I, I I remember watching them and just being like, oh, my God. And there, there was another one where he was like, uh, what, what the fuck did he say? He said uh, he, he went down to that. I've, and, of course, I'm quoting. He, he went down to that club, and I heard it was a gay club, and I was like, oh, my God. And then he was, like, more concerned about his son being at a gay club rather than, you know, his son committing an actual mass shooting. Which is quite fucking insane, but truly, truly something crazy. The, the, this whole thing, um, it's just, it's, it's insane. I, I really don't even know how to fucking, <laughs> I don't even know how to fucking describe it. It's truly insane. I was just telling them about the the other thing he said, the other clip where he was like, yeah, and I found out he was going down to a gay club, and then I was, and I was like, whoo. He's bro, just got, like, bro, on national television, they walked up to him and were like, yo, your son murdered five people. And his first reaction, listen, he looked so methed out. Yeah. Like, yeah. We, we, we know tweakers. Like, mm-hmm. tell me that wasn't the most tweaked out man you ever uh, seen in your life. Absolutely. Like, bro yeah. was fresh off a bowl. Like, he was, he literally, he heard the knock on his door, ripped meth, and walked outside for the interview. Yeah. Like, that's what led to this event. Yeah. But even still, 
they walked to the super. It's like, yeah, your son murdered five people. And what this dude said, he goes, yeah, no, I heard he was at a gay bar. And I was like, woo. But I found out, no, he wasn't gay. And I was like, woo. And he's like, and he's like what? Yeah, no. What? Also, for the record, this guy's name is Dick Delaware. <laughs> So so here's the the family tree here. You have MAGA grandfather, you yes. know, traditional Fox News red at. Uh, and then you have Dick Delaware, the meth addict son. And then it's his son who went on to be a mass shooter. And I mean, listen, you don't need to have Freud as a guest on the podcast to figure out how a porn star son becomes a mass shooter. Pretty yeah. easy to work that one out. Yeah, exactly. You can you can connect the dots there. Dick <laughs> Delaware. <laughs> You fucking me! Come on, Dick Delaware. Yeah, that's that's pretty insane. What is going on? <laughs> what is, what is, what hap- is happening? What is happening in our communities? <laughs> <laughs> what is- and like, and what's fucking most insane about it is like, you uh, listen. If I wrote a book that was about a dystopia, and there was a reality TV show about drug addicts. <laughs> Where a drug addict named Aaron was exploited <laughs> for doing his God-given right and masturbating for twelve hours, <laughs> and then and then because he wasn't given the help he needs, Dick Delaware's son, for all intents and purposes, Dick Delaware Jr. Yeah. <laughs> walks into a gay club and massacres trans people because Tucker Carlson told him that George Soros is trying to make the kids gay. Yeah, and it's all a part of a master plan to make everyone trans. Which, once again... What is the point? To what end? <laughs> to what end? What is the what So is the much final? of this hinges on a belief that they're trying to make everyone trans. Why? It's a great question. It's a great... It's a, It's one that I've pondered a lot. Yeah. Um, and I don't have an answer. I, we recorded the last episode four weeks ago. I've yeah. pretty much been pondering on that sense. <laughs> Haven't fucking come up with anything. Yeah, I no don't a, know why. No answers yet. We'll report what we do. Yeah. Um, I keep asking people, and no one can tell me. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. That's not good. Not good <laughs> at all. Happen. Yeah. Um, I'll reiterate our statement on the last podcast. Buy guns for queer people. Train them if you have friends and you have access to equipment and you have money and resources or the ability to make some money and resources. Go ahead and do that and help people out and get them ready for the threat that's facing them. The poem goes, first they came for the communists, then they came for the Jews. This time it's going to be commies and then very quickly, if not even before the commies, trans people. Yeah. And and, and and so it's just and it's we're already seeing it happen. And and like I said, the most disgusting and scary part is the right wing response to this, which has by and large been A, anyone making this political is a is a brainwashing Soros agent. Mm-hmm. And B, this is just the consequence of LGBTQ people yeah, existing. Th- yeah, this is Which the is, com- in their yeah. words, grooming. To to exist and to inform children of your existence is grooming. Yeah. And so that's that's what they've settled on. Um, and our biggest hater, the person who, who DMs us death threats the most often, yeah. is actually someone who we talked about episodes ago who was radicalized by libs of TikTok, the very yeah. account that radicalized this mass shooter. Yeah. And so we've seen it for a while, how this one account 
is able to just drive people down a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Um, and now with Elon Musk buying Twitter, she's not going anywhere. Yeah, no, she's yeah. sitting right where the she... The John Brown gun clubs, we're all free speech, but all the leftist accounts are getting banned on Twitter more than ever, mm-hmm. which is, you know... Yeah, no, it's it's a concerning... Uh... You want another beer? Yeah. It, it's a concerning fucking place to be as people you know bro i i don't i'll talk louder because i'm away from the mic but i don't know what our next steps are because at this point it's like twitter was such a tool for mm-hmm. like how we could organize and inform ourselves and now it seems so clear to me that the ruling class has just bought like tr- elon musk is taking joy out of destroying it mm-hmm. want to know why because that's the main platform that was on his ass for years yeah and even more concerning about than this, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast yet, but Peter Thiel is building an AI. Yeah, that, no, yeah, we've talked. About we talked that, about. Yeah. All right, good, but yeah, no, basically, like my political opinions for a decade are on Twitter. Everyone's probably a lot of people listening to this were on Twitter, active, retweeting, liking. The way that they'll now be able to analyze that data, that's really fucking concerning shit. And I think long term, just the fact that they've now taken this public forum and destroyed it. I mean, how quickly did it go from like, I'm not going to over talk Twitter and call it an intellectual public forum. But how long did it go for from kind of a place for open discussion mm. to just modern warfare to lobby, yeah. Nazi N-word shit? I yeah. Mean, no, it, 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 very, very quick. Yeah. And like the moderation, the safety and all that shit around it is completely fucking gone and all the employees gone and like all yep. that important shit in order to kind of run a platform that's not 4chan 2.0 you know what i'm saying like yep. it's gone <laughs> and and it's essentially what it's turned into is a is a less a less 4chan-y 4chan yeah. you know like that's what it is now yeah but. so i've already pitched many of my conspiracy theories about twitter on here okay i'll go with my most recent one which is something i discovered since the last episode mm. I've not blocked any of the major advertisers. I think yeah. the advertisers have just pulled out of Twitter. They're just not advertising on Twitter as much as they used to be. Yeah. So now I'm getting pushed all these weird promoted tweets. And Elon obviously changed the algorithm. So now it's like every three tweets you get a promoted. So obviously I still get some normal ones, random companies that haven't pulled out yet or their marketing department isn't as on it, you know, yeah. like a windowing company, you know, I get. Mm. I've been noticing something weird, though keep getting promoted tweets from trans accounts really so strange you know trans people are perhaps the most disenfranchised group in the country they don't necessarily have the most money for ads yeah. why am i seeing all these trans people promoted tweets yeah and i've not once again let me reiterate a lot of people will go on twitter and block the main advertiser accounts and especially pre-elon that would kind of take a lot of ads off your feed it was a good mm-hmm. way to deal with it i was too lazy to ever do that so i just always got whatever fucking ads yeah now i'm getting i had twice now gotten a trans person saying just like the most insane thing like the most insane promoted tweet really like, like, if you don't give me your money as a white person this was one of the tweets i got it was like if you don't give me your money as a white person you're guilty or like some crazy shit like that i'm like what's this account promoted tweet it has no likes and retweets mm-hmm. and i click on it and it's clearly a fake picture of like a trans person pulled off offline like blue hair like piercing yeah and then the bio is just like <laughs> As if a right winger wrote a left wing account, like yeah. pronouns first, like all this different shit. Where like it just didn't seem real. It was so authentic, mm-hmm. and all the tweets were replies to Elon Musk threads, dude. At Elon Musk, at Elon Musk, mm-hmm. 
And it's like, oh, this motherfucker not only has put all this money in Twitter, he's now paying his own company ads and bot accounts and doing all this shit to try to, like, poison the discourse. And then mm. let's take it less conspiratorial and just talk about what you could surface level C. In general, the discourse on Twitter has gotten a lot. Like, after the shooting, it was hot. For the, normally, when there's a big thing that happens like that shooting, Twitter's where I go to first, and I search and I look. Everything I found at first was right-wing reports on it. Mm -hmm. Never before on Twitter have I noticed that. That's mm -hmm. so brand new. Yeah, no, that's... I've definitely noticed changes in, like, the <clears throat> the way search works. And, like, I feel like searching, you get a bunch of bullshit, like you say. Yeah, big bullshit. Like, big like, bullshit, like, where it's like, oh, what the fuck is this person even really fucking talking about? You know yeah. what I mean? And, like, you definitely, like, they Elon claims to be making a active effort to stop the bot problem but it seems like it's only exacerbated I think it. he's funny the bot then, problem yeah, that's what I'm yeah. I really think that he's like a part of it but like I feel like I see shit especially like under his fucking shit where it's like any of his reply tweets obviously he's going fucking dummy viral every single time yeah. he tweets right and like anytime under those memes and it's he's like always different... gotten bots yeah and since Elon's been on Twitter it's always been people like I'm also Elon Musk. I'm selling Tesla. Like, here, click yeah. this link. Like, it's always been yeah. mad bots under Come Elon to my speed. Telegram channel to, yeah. get, to yeah. get free Tesla batteries for life. You We're know, like, investing in stocks in this Discord channel. Join us. Invest yeah. 500. We'll tell you all the tips and tricks. Yeah, Because exactly. they know the dumbass entrepreneurial dickheads are right mm. under the Elon Musk. Tweet. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And that's where they do it. Him, fucking Joe Biden, all those like places. Even even other like random like Beyonce anything yeah. where it's big enough where wide audience is under it you just get bots so it's Fucking, not like I see new. it the most because what I most see on my like promoting like certain shit that people reply to I see like no jumper um what are those those weird fucking hip hop daily accounts shit like that like the fake, I could go, the I, fake news oh my god I could go, I could go on a fucking rant for days about those dumbass fucking hip hop accounts and like. Oh, this How is many a, times have we seen that Kendrick and J. Cole are putting out an album together? Yeah, hundred like a hundred times. And least, it always yeah. goes viral. It's like they're not. Yeah. <laughs> they don't Yeah. They, they are not. They don't talk. Yeah. <laughs> they don't, like Yeah, like fucking it, it it's kinda fucking nuts the way that Twitter is now. Like Like I can just fucking scroll down here. I don't even know if they do it on it's like ads that. every three now. It's ads every three. It's constant. Here, yo, open up our show topics. Let's see if there's anything in there that we're missing. I feel like this one. Every time we, first off, I don't even know why we didn't even leave with this because yeah, it's should, happened we since it's happened since we fucking recorded the last episode. But rest in peace, take off. Yeah. Um, prayers and condolences to Quavo and Offset and everybody in QC that has been everybody who's been affected by this death in general is I very, think people who aren't a part sad. of our specific like four year generation yeah don't understand like the Migos were the Beatles yeah like this is John Lennon dying like mm -hmm. this is this is it they were so significant towards pushing mm -hmm. the culture forward mm -hmm. and also pushing the culture in a psychedelic direction mm -hmm. they were the guys out there repping the dead shirts and like being yeah. on that shit they had the live-ass concerts in 2014, 15, 16, 17, where everyone was pulling up on a lawn and taking drugs. And, like, mm. they were the guys doing the thing. They were leading the counterculture. And whether you thought they, they bit people or whatever, 
at the end of the day, they cemented that Atlanta flow and the ad lib shit in the mainstream. They were the guys that did the dab with Hillary Clinton on Ellen. That was the breaking point when rap became mainstream. They are the fucking Beatles. And the fact that we've lost our Beatle Mm -hmm. is just an example of how fucked this generation is. We've had so many of our heroes and leaders and icons and artists die, go to jail, where, like, you know, I can still go see most bands from the 60s or a cover band that has some members. Mm -hmm. All the people part of that counterculture, a lot of them are still kicking. Our generation, the 2010s, the Zans, the Dark Web, that era, gone. Lost to history. And the story hasn't been marketable. Like in the 70s, the 60s was a marketable story for companies. And they sold it and they packaged it. That's not happening in the 20s about the 2010s. It's getting swept under the fucking rug. Want to know why? Because where it culminated was in 2020 in the riots. And so that whole story is just getting swept. And the fact that, like, he invented the flow. Out of all three Migos, he was the one that brought the two older Migos and was like, hey... This is how we're going to rap and flow. Y'all are going to invest your crazy money, your crazy stories Mm. into my art project. He was the nerd. He was the guy in the studio. Mm. He was not the gangster. And that's why it's even sadder that he got killed. Because that's how fucked shit is now. Where everybody's on. Like, you don't have. If you have anything popping. If you have anything going. You got a target on you. And like, even. Especially in our hip hop scene. Anyone even has a, a, a crumb of clout or anything. You just have a fucking target. And it's like, it doesn't matter whether you're in the streets or not in the streets. You just now have a target on your back. Yeah. The end. And like, why is it that that has to be the way it is for our generation, our scene, our culture, and it's not for anything else? Because it's hyper-capitalistic. At the end of the day, that's what it is. I think that's part is, of it. It's because it's just like everybody, everybody thinks there's crumbs and a limited amount of resources and it's and very finite pie mindset. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, and and, and it's like when, when it, whether that be jealousy or other feelings about that shit, like that that's just what it is. Pe- people want to have that, and they see other people having that, and they We're feel out. like they are good enough to be there. You know, yeah. I, I felt like I felt that. Like you see people like other people blow up, and you're like, what the fuck do they even do? Like you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like what yeah. you know. So much jealousy. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I would actually even go, you know, when we talk about finite pie, infinite pie, there's that constant age-old debate of, like, we have to view things as an infinite pie. There's an infinite amount of resources for people to gain and garner and grow with. And people, capitalism, especially when people are hoarding 90% of the pie, people get very territorial over that last 10% and feel like there's nothing else. Yeah. And so it creates this finite pie mindset. That's what we're talking about. I think that's the scary thing in hip-hop is that Everyone's on the finite pie mindset. And when I I'm in, I operate in other communities, like the jam bands, mm. or like I operate with the hippies or the EDM scene or more white scenes, mm. there's less of that. And part of me doesn't want to just put the blame on like hip-hop's hyper-capitalistic. Maybe there's some truth to the fact that there's always, like up until very recently, there's been a finite pie there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's been a ceiling. There's been a cap. Mm. And that's part of why it's so bad. But and then I think there's all these people that don't even want to examine those things, don't even want to discuss them, and just want to like. I saw so many black people after the after one of the Migos died, who's an icon. Mm. I saw so many black people on Twitter blame black people mm-hmm. and blame black culture as a whole. Yeah. Instead of examining any great root causes or anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of 
saying like just blaming black on black violence instead of examining the the systematic uh system or what yeah the systems that put all black people in one place and like made them DJ fight over resources in the first place dudes yeah pushing tucker carlson talking points about black on black violence yeah in the span of like 24 and it's like hold on i thought we all liked this guy's music what are we doing here yeah exactly it was this mad right-wing turn all of a sudden mm. it's very weird it, it's it's just weirdo behavior there's no other way to fucking describe it. Really. So what, what's the tweet you sent me say? What, this one right here? Or no, down. That one, up. That one. This one? Or no, up. That one. Oh, yeah, every time a rapper dies from gun violence, y'all turn into Republicans, and I want to better us as a community, yeah. And if if it weren't, ra- if it weren't for the racism aspect, most black people, okay. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't read that one fully. That's a reply. That's a reply. Yeah, yeah that's a reply. <laughs> All right, hold on. What's the reply say? What's the, the reply, reply said, if it weren't for the racism aspect, most black people would be conservative Republicans. What's your take on that? No. Obviously not. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I don't know. I. It's. I feel like when people say that, they're like, "Oh yeah." Black people are about their money, about their hustle. So I see a white person in the in the Abbey. And I think there's a type of liberal. Oh, God. Yeah, that, there you go. There you have it. We just what pulled up the her fuck? Yeah, so go, hold on. Go back to the tweet. Go back to the tweet. What the fuck? I don't want to misquote her. I don't want to misquote her. God. <laughs> but there's this, there's, this, there's this white fascination with the black vote, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh. They all just want to be Republicans and they don't want to vote and they don't care about us as Democrats. And like, there's this like hidden. Yeah. And you saw it come out with the Bernie shit. Like, when the Bernie shit was like polling well with the black community, you'd see these like Kamala like accounts with like the B emoji, yeah. you know, that were like mainly white women pretending to be black women, but like quoting like, nah, uh, uh, we ain't having none of that Bernie. And it's like, yeah. you're not like, uh, this is clearly, this is not what this is. But they would say like, if if you if you're black and voting for Bernie, and they would literally tweet like with the clapping emojis in AAVE, if you're black, clap and voting for Bernie, clap, like you're a conservative Republican in hiding, clap, and they would literally do these like these full on like attacks on, and there's this real mindset of like if you don't just fall in line with the Democrats, you're a Republican, yeah. boom 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 boom. That being said, what, what you just touched on with, like, what is she referring to? Is she referring to the hypercapitalism or the entrepreneurship or this, that? Yeah. I don't even think that's what she's grazing on because that's mm. not even – she's not even touching that in the tweet. Yeah. But there probably is a legitimate discussion to be ha- had there. Mm. And I've seen a lot of that where it's like – it's not – but it's not really conservative Republican ideology. It's an individual, individualistic, capitalist ideology. Yeah. That then sometimes easily fits into the Republican conservative ideology because it's so individualistic. Mm-hmm. Like you see that with Kanye. Like if you get rich enough, yeah, you, you can just kind of just skirt to being a Nazi pretty easy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. for most people, like that's not that's not rea- that's not the reality. But they can't just fucking slide over and be a Nazi. That's not how it's gonna work. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like when people when people say this, they're just like, I feel like it's almost memeing at some point. You know, it's just like, what, like, what do you, like, you really believe that? Like, 
You don't really believe that at all. I do uh, agree with the first tweet, though, which is like everyone's turning into Republicans mm-hmm. after an incident of gun violence. Yeah. That tweet, I'm like, I, I, like, mm-hmm. I agree with that. And that was really like I was mourning the loss and I'm checking Twitter and everyone's like blaming the art form that they contributed to and were leaders of greatly as the cause of their death, which is just such an insult to him because he built and changed that art form. And you're going to say that that art form that he dedicated his life to to killed him. Mm -hmm. That just seems unfair to me. Yeah, no, it's not because it's like he. Yeah, the beautiful thing he built, that's what destroyed him. Yeah. Not these others. We're going to ignore yeah, everything not, else in the world. Yeah. It's just the music. That's what we're going to focus on. It feels yeah. so unfair. And like we can get into like the, the Jay Prince part of it and like the whole mob ties aspect of it yeah. and like everything around it. But I don't even think it's really it's worth, not worth it. It's not worth arguing in the semantics about when it's like when people, this is what their response to is. It? Like it's, yeah. Like, I think it's way more important for us to, because like you could try to do the and people are gonna write books on it and do documentaries like the conspiracy theories about how it went down and whatever mm-hmm. we could do that all day but i think what's more important for me and you to talk about is like people's response to a beloved leader and yeah. artist of our generation of dying the, yeah and people blaming him and his art form yeah I, I i mean like do you think when john lennon died hippies were like yeah because of the songs he wrote like mm-hmm. like you know it just doesn't make any fucking sense yeah so someone there said black exceptionalism is beating people's asses i'm tired of issues that affect every single person in the u.s being treated as unique issues when they affect black people in black spaces gun violence is pervasive in this country it's not a hip hop quote black issue that's also 100 percent true mm. like i feel more at threat of gun violence i get around i'm all over mm. the country i go to different things different music events yeah when i'm at a honky tonk bar mm. and a country or bluegrass band is playing mm. i feel way more at threat of a shootout breaking out than i do at a hip-hop show yeah to, to say that it's exclusive to hip-hop gun violence is fucking insane mm. it, it makes no sense and if in any way it is it's because in the hip-hop scene, the country scene is all trust fund kids. Yeah. The hip-hop scene is really people trying to make art from the dirt. Mm-hmm. And and not uh, less so now than it used to be. Yeah, no, it's a but lot of... <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of nepotism. Yeah, it's changed quite a bit. Goddamn, yeah. But, but when I was going to shows, that's what it was. And, and, and there's no... That nuance is so lost in the Twitter discourse. Mm-hmm. But it's so scary to me how, like, people are literally, like... You will have black women on Twitter pushing Nancy Reagan talking points about how, like, rap music is killing black. And it's like. uh, Yeah, no. And is there a greater discussion to be had about, like, the content matter of hip hop and how things have become hyper capitalistic, like you were saying earlier? Mm -hmm. Maybe the hyper capitalistic part. But, like, is the violence aspect? Is that anything but a reflection of the fucking reality? Yeah. And why why wouldn't you rap about that if that's your life? You know what I'm saying? Like. And even to an extent, I'm a big fan of Channel 5. I love their reporting. I think they do the closest to gonzo journalism other than this podcast. Fucking very few people are doing out-of-the-box journalism from left field. He really is – I'm kidding about our podcast. We're we're really barely – we're barely on the gonzo spectrum. He is the last – Andrew Callahan is one of the last gonzo journalists, really. I was disappointed with their episode on Chirac. Because it really mm-hmm. it, it, it made it look like they are responsible for their own violence, or yeah. if in some it played into that narrative almost somehow. Of like it, it 
I feel like it told more of the story and then reached really a deeper point or like really didn't allude to a deeper point than like what his other ones have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like his reporting on Ferguson is reporting on like uh, those the summer 2020. That was good reporting. Be- I felt I like think yeah. the best reporting other than Unicorn Riot that came out of it. Yeah, which exactly. Which by the way, got to shout out Unicorn Riot since we first shouted them out on this podcast many episodes ago. The work they're doing is incredible. The things they've recently done, requesting body cam footage, getting officers in trouble. I mean, they really are at the cutting edge of the kind of work that we would love to do one day. So, like, mm. go check out Unicorn Riot. They're amazing, and they're constantly posting. They get a lot of people, a lot of donations. We donate to them. They are beautiful, mm. and please check out Unicorn Riot. But, but yeah, I think he had the best coverage of 2020. Yeah, this no. was really disappointing for me to see him do a Chirac episode mm. and really kind of lean into those talking points about hip-hop even if he wasn't intentionally doing it, mm-hmm. it just felt like that was where they leaned. Yeah, I felt like in that, he 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 tried to tell more of the story of, like, the individual people. You know what I mean? Like, about Boss Top and about King Von. Which and I like kind of. And, like, and the, like the to an extent. was good. To an extent, it's good. But I feel like at the end of the day, if you're not touching on, like, oh, yeah, why do all these black people live in Park, Parkway Gardens? Yeah. Why are all these people on 63rd? Yeah. There was no root causes. Yeah. And that's the thing. His style of journalism doesn't ever do that. Mm -hmm. It's just letting people talk. And I think that, like, if you're going to go to a QAnon rally, maybe that's okay. Just let people talk. Let them spew their nonsense. But if you're going to go, and and maybe even that's dangerous when you do that and you don't examine root causes. Maybe there's an element to that. But if you're just going to go to the project and just let people talk on the camera and you're not going to do anything to expand, I mean, that's just going to become right-wing fodder. And so that was where I felt it was a little irresponsible. Where it's just, I know a right wing could watch that and come out with less respect for the genre of music that came out of Chicago. When you should watch an episode that's a documentary on Chirac and come out with more respect for the reflection that it was of the time. I mean, it's actually insane that we have that kind of documentation on what a Wild West it became. Yeah. And what a capitalist hellhole it was that such art came out of it. Mm. I mean, it took the great effort of many people who were in closets in rooms smaller than this and studios way less expensive than this, cranking out music to share that experience because they had a fire in them that said someone else needs to hear this and understand this. Yeah. And you know who their audience was? A bunch of white suburban high schoolers like me who Mm -hmm. felt it and heard it. And, like, I don't know what the effect of that is yet, but maybe it's a good thing. Yeah. And and so I I really – that being shared, that is a magic that – it felt shat upon in that Channel 5. And so I don't Mm -hmm. know. When I think about – the ways people talk about hip-hop, and especially our generation. I feel like it's so crazy. Like, is this what hippies felt like in the 70s? Yeah. Like, did they, did they feel like it was this big party in the 60s, and they got to the 70s, and everyone was shitting on the big party? Mm. That's what I feel like now in the 2020s. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, this big culture, this big wave, everyone's all of a sudden really mad at it and blaming it for the issues. Yeah. As we're getting more fascist by the day. Mm. This is scary shit. No, it is. Oh, it, very much. Very much, very much, very much. And it's like, it's just, it's very crazy to see, you know, and even you talk to people day to day and they're like, you know, you hear about their music taste and why they, and they always, especially to me, I feel like they always got to explain to me why they don't listen to hip hop. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like that type of shit. I interact with a lot of white people on a day to day and they're like, oh, it's because they talk about violence so much and. And it's it's a reflection of what the blah blah, 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 whatever they may fucking say to justify why they listen to 
you know, synth wave music over hip hop and shit like that. Synth you know what I'm so saying? <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 so it's so crazy how like this this shit is viewed as like more violence and like it's like a justification for for people not to view people as like somebody who is worthy of of respect or worthy of something which you know is what I'm so saying? insane like, because most yeah. of the people that'll say that mm-hmm. are huge fans of rock and roll and country yes which the origins <laughs> of which <laughs> yes are like like we don't have to get into how the Grateful Dead started. Yeah. They were entirely funded by acid money for a decade. Mm-hmm. And then you have bands like you've you've Waylon Jennings and fucking and you've Willie Nelson and you've Hank Williams. And you've all these people that sung about like half their songs are about killing a sheriff. Yeah. Like, hey, like, like straight up. Yeah. And the other half are about like literally Towns Van Zant has songs about Cody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's yeah. like motherfucker like this counterculture that we have with hip-hop is the same where country started mm-hmm. is the, and but you know what's funny i see it happening with hip-hop like you know how pop country came and it washed out the real do you not see that happening with hip-hop oh 100 you see these pop people coming that where all the reality of it is yeah. getting drowned like everything Drake, Chirac yeah. about Chirac music drowned out but the shit that sells gets kept mm-hmm. and, and and we're seeing it happen now and you saw how it happened with country and I think the biggest mission for people, especially we're listening to this, because we have a lot of people in the hip hop community mm. listening to this, is trying to preserve it. Don't let it fall to them. Like, mm. like preserve that, the core of what it is. Don't let them take that and whitewash it and turn it into something else. Yeah, that's the goal. That's the mission. That's mm. I think one of the most powerful things you could do in this system right now is not let them absorb and eat that, because mm. that's one of the last things. No, and it's and I feel like it's it's. Especially with just what you see in general day to day from hip hop. What if you if you're really tapped into SoundCloud and like underground and what people do, it's a lot of the it's a lot of that shit, you know, yeah. where it's like whitewashed out, same formula. It's formula that's what to it. get signed to a white studio. All right. That's it. Peace, niggas.